This episode of Contracting Conversations is brought to you by BSCAI Member Advisory. Find an industry mentor or join a peer group to take your growth and development as a business owner to the next level. To learn more about our member advisory programs and to apply for this free resource, visit bscai.org slash member advisory. Welcome to Contracting Conversations, a podcast series from the Building Service Contractors Association International. Through a series of interviews with entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives, this podcast aims to provide insights, trends, and tactics to support the growth and development of business owners serving the contract cleaning and facility maintenance industry. Welcome to Contracting Conversations, the official podcast of BSCAI. I'm your host, Lauren Leah Corris. On this episode, I speak with Jerry Flug, business development executive with On Point Building Services, about his philosophy on company culture and why paying it forward is integral in ensuring the success of his employees. Support for Contracting Conversations comes from our premier partners, 3M, Diversi, Karcher, and Team Software. Learn more about our partners and their category-leading solutions for contractors at bscai.org partners. Jerry, thank you so much for being part of Contracting Conversations. Thank you. It's good to be with you today. Excellent. So, Jerry, how did you get into the building service contractor industry? Yeah, I've been in the industry about 15 years. Prior to being in the industry, I was a facilities manager for a pretty substantial size organization here locally. It involved some schools and other large buildings. And so I was doing that in the midst of all that, had some frustrations with the family and some things of that nature with some medical things for my parents. And so I decided I need to do something different. And I really enjoyed this industry and wanted to help people. And I could see what my parents were going through. I could see other people having to go through it. And it was basically, I didn't like to see people having to work two or three jobs to survive. And so I wanted to make a change in the industry. I wanted to help people realize that you can be successful. And so some of the values that I was brought up on and the core values that I was taught is I don't want to bring those in. I want to create that in our community. And I want to build an organization that allows us to not just clean buildings, but help people move to the next level in their life. And so we just started building a company on the core values and decided that this was a great way to help our community and help the people in our community. And so when we first started, I learned a lot. I worked in the office for eight hours a day, and then I went out and worked in buildings for five or six hours at night and realized, just kind of got an understanding of what it's like to work 16, 18 hours a day sometimes, and just said, I want to help people change that in their lives and make themselves better. So that's where the vision came from. And we were able to pick up a small business at about 20 employees when we first started 15 years ago. And Today, we're just now running over. We'll just be over 400 employees here. That's awesome. What a cool story. And there's nothing like stepping someone else's shoes to really understand their experience and build a culture around that. So what goals did you have when you joined the industry and started your company? I wasn't very aware of building services and contractors association. And it was brought to my attention by someone and said, hey, you ought to join this. I think it would be a good thing to help you. And so I felt like we we're on an island, not really knowing what to do in the industry. And we're just kind of blazing our own trail in this community in our region. And someone introduced me to it. And I think 
I didn't, I don't even think I joined first. I think I went to a conference, one of the national conferences. The first time I went, I think was in Las Vegas. And I went there thinking, okay, I'm just going to go and see what it's all about. And I tell people all the time, I went there and it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. It was just amazing. There was so much information, so much knowledge and wisdom. And it helped me just go, man, number one, I'm not alone. Number two, I have a resource now that helps me not just with things on paper or ideas or proposal ideas. I have a peer group of people that I can walk beside every day and offer help or get help. And so that was a big thing for us. And so when we began to get involved, we really just realized how much that helped us shape our organization uh, with vision and mission and how we were going to do the goals that we had. And so it really, the one-on-ones, uh, I, I said this yesterday uh, to one of my friends that I'm trying to encourage to join, it was worth every penny to join and just to go to a conference to sit beside a guy that's been doing it for 35, 40 years and just listen to his experiences and learn. And there's so many just, I call them golden nuggets, you know, that you get every time you go and it changes your business. And it did for us. It changed our business. It changed our business model. And then it allowed us to incorporate our values and our goals and and be really in our region one of the top, if not the top, janitorial company. And so it really shaped us pretty well. And I've, I've gained a lot of friends, a lot of great relationships in the industry because of it. Excellent. Jerry, why is it important to you to promote employees from within your company? Part of our original vision was we want to see people be successful in life and have a good family life. To us, we just believe that family is a key to success in the community and the families are strong, communities are strong. And so if mom and dad are out working two and three jobs, it's really difficult on the family. So we decided we're going to implement programs that help people move up in the company. We're very specific about how people can move up. There's a plan in place, a process, a procedure and we've had some great success stories. Matter of fact, as we sit today, out of our 17 managers and supervisors and building leads, only one of them was hired from an external source. Every one of them was brought up and promoted within the company. And so there's so many great success stories. One I'm thinking off the top of my head, a young lady came to us and she was just struggling really hard living in public housing. Her and her husband had fallen on some really hard times and they were working hard, both of them doing two or three jobs. And, and she just was golden. She started cleaning for us. And then we started watching her ability to not only lead herself, but lead the peers around her and encourage them. And so we decided to work with her, give her a little bit of coaching. We moved her into a building lead and she was over about a 50,000 square foot building. And then she began to really excel. And today it's exciting because she is now over probably, I think she's over about a million and a half dollars worth of business. She runs about 44 employees and her and her husband just bought a brand new home and they just moved in. And I just heard her in the office talking to one of the office staff about, we're so excited. We put inflatables up in our front yard for the holidays. And so, and I'm just, I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, yes, that's exactly you know, so someday I'm going to write a book. We finally got inflatables in our front yard, you know, and that kind of I that whole that. story. So, yeah, so that's that's one of our success stories. But there's many of them like that in our company. And and it's just really helped us shape the janitor industry in our area. You know, we want to be the place where people come to work. And we've had several people leave saying that we don't pay enough at times. And we get that. We understand that. 
but they've come back and said, listen, I'll give up a dollar or two an hour because I'm treated so much better here. And that's what we want. We just want people to feel cared for and feel like they're at a place where we understand what's going on in life. I feel like it has such a positive impact on overall morale when employees just have this innate trust and admiration for the leaders of the company. And of course, they're going to want to give you everything they have if they know that you truly believe that they're capable of great things. So I I had a friend who wrote a book called Radical Trust. And uh, his name is Joe Healy. And he gave me a copy of it probably 20 years ago. And, you know, I was too young, too immature to understand it. Probably about five or six years ago, I picked it up and read it cover to cover. And I keep picking up and just realizing that employees that trust, they will produce great profits and innovation in your company. And employees that don't trust won't stay with you. And they create a lot of turnover. So that's just, uh, it's just is really an important factor. Yeah. Absolutely. So how has this practice impacted your workplace culture? I know we talked about it a little bit, but can you kind of deep dive into just how you've seen your culture improve across the board because of your methodology? I think one of the things that I just think has created our, you know, we, we like to laugh a lot. We like to have fun, you know, especially through COVID. You, you just got to laugh. I mean, all of us in the industry, we just have to laugh at this in our community. This is amazing what's going on. And so it's created a, we call it a comfort culture where people feel like they can come and they can, you know, even if they're having a bad day at home, they can come and talk to us and, and and we can encourage them and say, Hey, you know, here's some principles in life that may help you in this. So it's created a safe place for our people. You know, we feel ultimately that people trust us enough to share some of the things that they're battling with at home. So that's a good thing. You know, we're not, we're not a hospital, we're not a church. We just want to care for people. And so I think that's a big thing. But overall, what that has done is it's created this unique teamwork aspect to where everybody has just adopted this. We're going to get it done no matter what. Listen, we, you know, everybody's dealing with employee shortages. We're a company of over 400 employees, just right at 400 employees. And we're short last week, we're short 50 spots. And we're still providing amazing service to our people, you know, we're to our customers as well. And so one of the shifts that we made probably about four or five years ago is I tried to get everybody to understand and our management team and our office team that there are two types of customers in this business. One is the paying customer. You got to take care of them. And the other is employees. They're also a customer to us. We have to take care of them. If we invest in them, they will stay around. They'll be here. They'll, they'll care for you and they'll care for their customer. And so in the same way that we treat those employees as customers, we treat our customers as well. We have kind of a rule around here with the management team and office team that you have 30 minutes to respond to any customer employee. No matter what it is, you have to respond within 30 minutes because customer service still wins the day, right? I mean, look at the Chick-fil-A's of the world, even through the pandemic, they shut all their interior down, but they're still killing it. You know, they just adjusted to set a single lane. They made double lanes for drive-through and all. So you just have to adjust. And if your team is sold out and trusting each other, they're willing to make those adjustments. And so that's kind of what, you know, if you really want to dive deep into what is coming out of our business, that's what I feel like is happening is we have each other's back and we're just really digging in, you know, even when there's a new mandate or a twist, we just, we push through it. And so that's the benefit, I think, of all this right now for us. In what other ways, Jerry, do you try to create 
a culture of positivity at your company. So I know you talked about promoting from within and, you know, really extending a hand to those who need help, but are there other specific ways that you're nurturing that culture? Yeah, I think sometimes just in general as people, we get caught into our bubble, right? And we get in our bubble and, and before you know it, our life is just right in front of our face and we can't see the forest for the trees kind of a, a thing. But so one of the things we did a couple of years ago, first thing that came to my mind when you said that was we started an annual golf tournament to support several different kinds of charities in our community and nationally. And it's all directed at kids our leadership team here, we just all have a real heart for kids. And so we just ask any management team member, employee, if they want to be a part of that, organizing that, putting it together and promoting and serving on that day, we encourage them to do that. And that has really, it kind of diverts your attention from, from what you're doing on a daily basis to, hey, I'm, I'm also using some man hours to impact a kid's life in Kenya, where a $25 backpack of supplies will send them to school for two years. School's free in Kenya, but if you don't have supplies, you can't go. So this past year, we were able to help with almost $30,000 worth of backpacks and with orphanages throughout the world. We've been able to impact them. And then this year, I think we're on tap for local charities. And so that has really helped our people to see, yeah, I have tough stuff going on in my life, but man, there's somebody that's, that is in need too. And so you think about that, how many of us spend 25 bucks a week at Starbucks, you know, and what impact that 25 bucks could have. And even on our field team, they realize, you know, they're starting to go, man, yeah, life is tough, but there's always somebody that needs a hand. So I think that has helped our team and we want to do more of that. We're trying to find other ways that we can do that, whether it's a food bank or something of that nature. And so just always trying to direct people to realize, pass it down, you know, pay it forward, whatever you want to say. And that's, that's what we're really pushing for. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, pay it forward. Yeah. And you're doing a, a wonderful job of that. Yeah. So I know, Jerry, you've talked about this a little bit, but why is workplace culture so important to you and integral to your business? It's very important. And let's, we're going to talk about this in, in the upcoming national conference in Las Vegas. But one of the things that is very difficult to do is make sure that culture is throughout your company with a distributed workforce. You know, our, our region is a hundred miles in radius. And so for that person that works for us, that's a hundred miles away, you know, cleaning a building two and a half hours a night, you know, how do we instill integrity and teamwork and all these things that, you know, we call our core values. And so it's really about making sure that at a senior level, we're pushing that culture down to the next level and it's getting out to that field level. It's a very difficult thing to do but it takes time. It takes training. It takes investment. And so we're pushing for everybody in our on our management teams and supervisor teams to make sure that those core values are spread as far out as we can get them and as far down the line as we can get them. And I'm not saying it's easy. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a difficult task. But even if we, you know, and, and this is where we're headed in our business, take one core value that we can work on for a month. I can't teach you to have integrity. I can show you what integrity looks like, but you have to make that decision yourself. And, and so, you know, Walt Disney was a great example of integrity. He had a standard and those theme parks and cruise ships and everything that was created is everything is going to be top notch. It's, and if you see a piece of trash, when you walk by it, every team member is expected to pick up that piece of trash, including myself. And he set that example. So, I mean, I've worked for people uh, over the years who didn't think like that. And they just soon walk past a piece of trash and leave it on the floor. And it's just not 
that's not creating the culture you want. And so we want to make sure that everybody at the lowest level of our company understands that the people at the top would do the same thing. And so and that's a big thing for us. And trying, trying to get that culture out, it's a tough challenge, but we work hard on it. Absolutely. And Jerry, my last question for you is, what is your favorite part about working in this industry? Well, there's so many good ones. Um, I, I would say is I love people. I love to... I love people. To, I love to help people. I love experiencing, you know, being around new people. And I like to see, you know, I, I'm not really a nerd kind of person. I'm, you know, my wife says I'm, I am a little bit of a nerd because when we go to the airport, I like just to sit and watch people because it's amazing to see culture at its finest, you know, in most airports, you can see anything you want to see. And so I just really, I love the people in our industry. I'm extremely thankful and grateful for the people that work for us, that work hard, that still do work two and three jobs. I will never take that for granted because they really are the engine that makes us run. But as far as the overall industry, I'm thankful for the friendships I've made. I'm thankful for the peer group I'm in. Thankful for just the willingness of people to put together this organization so that we can have somewhere to lean on. I I think it really showed its worth through COVID with our town hall meetings and things of that nature, I think that helps tremendously for us to grow. And so, yeah, this just my favorite part of it is just the people, being around people, you know, and I do like to see a good shiny floor for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for being part of Contracting Conversations today. And I'm looking forward to sharing your story. Thank you so much. And I appreciate it. And yeah, we're just really blessed to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Contracting Conversations from BSCAI. If you liked what you heard and want to find out more or listen to previous episodes, head over to bscaiorg podcast. There, you can also subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss industry news, updates, and great tips. Subscribe to Contracting Conversations on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And learn more about our community on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.